Welcome to the House of Strauss. Yeah, go for it. Stars hang with stars, winners hang with winners. Welcome to the House of Strauss. We are joined by Spike Eskin, who I can see does the same thing I do and drinks out of a SodaStream bottle as he podcasts. Whoa, what a coincidence that we just become best friends. Uh, hey, I, I got distracted just from that visual right there, Spike. The, this is the best gift my wife has ever gotten me. We've been together for 14 years, married for eight, eight and a half, something like that. And the Congrats. best gift she ever got me was SodaStream, so I can make plain seltzer every day and drink it out of mm. this thing. And then people seem surprised that I was drinking, because I do it when we're doing the right Ricky Sanchez, I drink out of this. And I saw in the comments, haha, Spike's just drinking out of the SodaStream bottle. Why would anybody not <laughs> just drink out of the SodaStream bottle? I thought that's what it was for. Uh, because it's a communal bottle that you pour into cups for other people, but... I agree. You got to have one of those that just make it easier. But what's weird is that you have the same exact, the same narrow bottle with the same white cap every, and like the same level nearly, yeah, like the same level of water. <laughs> I, this is not a visual medium right here, but this is very, this is quite eerie uh, currently. And I, I don't know what to do with it. I should give you your uh, biography though. I'm sure regular listeners doubtless know co-host of the rights, Ricky Sanchez, and big time muckety muck at WFAN, uh, mm -hmm. big time. What do we call it? A kingmaker? Uh, what, what do we call? What do we call what you do over there uh, behind the scenes as a master of audio? Officially, my title is vice president of programming. It is more okay. usually referred to as program director, but that is not what is referred to at WFAN because they make this job the biggest of big time muckety muck. So you get a vice president title <laughs> though, though i forget where i heard it but somebody said hey if you're the vice president of something and there's not a president of it then that is a bullshit vice president title and <laughs> there is no president of programming for wfan so yes. it is a bsvp title i think it's a little grade inflation right there yeah yeah but Yes, I, I don't have you on just because you're a big time muckety muck. I have you on because you are an astute consumer of content. I was going to set the table a little bit about topics. And I think that we are going to talk about some of your takes okay. on, on the pop culture mm -hmm. out there. Mm -hmm. Maybe a contrarian one on a beloved show that Waz and I recently were extolling the virtues of. You might have a contrary take right there. I did hear that. Uh, Yes, uh, we can get into the land of your podcast and the Harden situation and mm. pre-agency. Uh, I'm basically doing an auditory PTI scroll right now. Okay. Um, and uh, I also think um, the player podcast era is another thing that I want your take on because uh, you are somebody who has very good opinions on audio content. And then anything you want to talk about, and maybe a few questions that I, I, I don't want to reveal right oh, now. Maybe I want them to be wild cards. Surprise you know? questions. Are you going to ask me my yeah. body count? 
<laughs> like the <laughs> like the, like the podcast on TikTok. Like, oh man, yeah. it didn't even occur to me. But maybe that's what the people want. I'm always A/B testing, is what I'm doing. I'm always looking. Hey, whatever the audience, uh, whatever the audience resonates with, if they want that kind of stuff, then I'm not above giving them that kind of stuff. And oh, and your typical ombudsmanine where yes. you can give me advice. But I will say, mm-hmm. I feel like in part, thanks to your advice, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in a better place with podcasting right now. I feel less neurotic about it. Uh, you know, you might have takes on what I should do, but I feel as though you've cured me. Well, that's, I, I didn't know you were neurotic about it. I've heard you say, and our mutual friend, Ben Thompson say how tired you get after podcasting, which yeah. it, it doesn't tire me out, but it does remind me of the like four months that I did sports radio every day mm-hmm. on the air, four <laughs> hours. And that was podcasting doesn't dream me the same way that did. That exhausted me. But I'm glad you feel like yeah. you're in a better place. Well, it tires me out a little bit more when I feel pressure. Yeah. When I feel when I don't know the person, I feel pressure to have a good to have a good run and to show them to demonstrate. Let's say I have somebody on who wrote a book and I don't yeah. know them and I I want to show the genuine curiosity I have in what they did, not offend them, set the table for them, entertain the audience. And yeah. it feels like you're doing a lot of things at once. When I'm podcasting with a friend, um, it's a little bit different. I don't feel as drained. I doubt. Like I can't, I can't fast forward spike. I can't promise it, but I think I might even be energized at the end of this conversation as opposed to drain. Oh, good. Yeah. It used to now when I was on late at night, I used to get home by myself. I used to get home and not be able to fall asleep because my brain was, Ooh. my brain was working so hard afterwards. So I, I feel yeah. it. Well, I, I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you feel better about it. You know, it feels like you're in a good yeah. rhythm. You're doing a lot of podcasts. It seems like. I think that's part of the key in general, regardless of whether you're doing podcasts or writing, you need the audience to get us just, just a flow of content going. And at a certain point, at a certain point, um, I don't even know how to describe it. It almost feels like it's bigger than you what's happening. Um, not, I don't mean that as it's deeper or what's happening here. Hey, I didn't choose podcasting spike podcasting chose me, but just in a weird way, once you establish more of a rhythm, it almost feels a little bit less self generated. Even if you're working hard, it feels like you're in a flow of what you're doing and you're a little bit outside of yourself. And I don't even know if I'm being articulate right now, but that's, that, that's how I see it. It's helped relieve the neurosis. I think there's an inertia to it when you're doing it regularly. Yes. Where That's what get, I'm looking for. Yeah, you get into a rhythm. Like with the rights Ricky Sanchez, it seems like we're in a rhythm. Our, our podcasts are normally somewhere between 55 minutes and an hour 20. And we yep. do them twice a week. And we've done them for so long. And we do them so often that it feels like, you know, the beats, even if you're doing different things, you're like, Oh, I, I know, I know what the beats are. I know how, I know how to get from point A to point B. And I think, and by the way, your audience, like people like you to be reliable and consistent and, you know, you know, it's very, especially now when there's so much out there, it's so cliche to say that there's, there's a lot of content you're battling with a lot, but like, you know, people only have so much time. And to get them to listen to you, you basically have to convince them not to listen to something else. And chances are they like that something else. So mm. once you once you lose that place, 
it's very hard to reclaim it. I think sometimes it's hard to get in there, but then it's once you lose it, you're in real trouble. So I think the more consistent you are is probably better. I was a little worried for sports based on what you're saying, because when the sports returned uh, in the pandemic, there was a feeling of, oh my God, people mm-hmm. have been waiting for this. They want it. And then there was a shock that when the leagues returned, the viewership numbers uh, had steeply declined. And I wondered, huh, I wonder if for a lot of people, this has gotten out of their rotation. And maybe with some people, you never replace it. They took up gardening. They did whatever they do. And there are things like that. There are activities like that where once you stop, you're you're out of the rotation. I think people, even the people that don't like, I love routine. I love doing things when I do them exactly the same time. I really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel, it makes me feel like I'm prepared for when things don't, don't go the way that I'm planning. If everything, I always say, I always pack my lunch because as, as much as the day gets out of control, at least I know I have lunch, you know? Mm. So I, I like that rhythm, but I think in general, people like, they like when they can sort of treat things like a utility. And, uh, I hate using restaurant or, and food analogies, but the oh, best but are the, you fight? Is this that? It, 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 can no, I, can I tease thing. the take? No, no, can no. Can I tease actually, that? <laughs> I, yeah, I, actually I'll, it's, it's a food, but not a restaurant take. But what I would say is this, okay. is that if you, that we, we said this about the consistency of radio, but I think any sort of content is that mm. when you go to a Coke machine and you hit the button that says Coke and Coke comes out, you're, you're used to that. You like it. If you go there once and seven up comes out instead of Coke, you'll be like, that's kind of fucked up. And if you do it Mm. twice, you'll never go back to that Coke machine again. (laughs) You know Mm. what I mean? So, so you're the consistency, like people use a lot of things around them, even content like a utility. They want it to be there when they go there to get there. And when you don't deliver on it or when it's not there, when it should be, or when it's something different than what they're expecting of you, um, you know, you, uh, you run the risk of losing them forever. So you could, you know, when we do a weird podcast, I remember we did one when the Sixers were incredibly annoying. It was maybe four years ago. And I told Hmm. Mike, I said, we're not even going to mention the team one time in this one. Mm -hmm. And he said, what do you mean? I said, we're not going to, we are not going to mention them once. And he said, what are we going to talk about? I was like, I'll come up with a list. We won't even talk about sports. So we did the entire podcast and there were a lot of people that were mad and some people thought it was hilarious, but I would never do that two podcasts in a row. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I don't want to run the risk of somebody who didn't think it was funny, not returning again. So you, you really care. I mean, you are very sensitive to the needs of your customers and that doesn't surprise me. And I, I feel like you could get away with it multiple times, but I appreciate that you're at least executing a theory that you can't give them something different more than it's almost like an addendum because I've made the vending machine theory as well. And in the context, I started saying this behind the scenes because, you know, people in sports want to be more than just sports. We're all sure. uh, we're all aspirational culture commentators. I went so far as to set up my site so I could indulge that. But it would become a problem where people want to talk about the politics of the day. And I would say to people, and I said this on the Cowherd podcast and a few others, 
the issue is that you're like a vending machine, as you said, only instead of the seven up coming out, I feel more like politics is a, a sardine. It's something yeah. pungent. Some people like it. The people who don't like it really don't want it. And the reaction I would often see play out from sports pundit types is to assail anybody telling them to stick to sports as some sort of knuckle dragging Neanderthal fascist, whatever. And yet some of the people opposed to you are people who are politically completely in the other camp or maybe even have opinions that you find to be disreputable. But some of that contingent often is just the person who wanted the Coca-Cola instead of the sardine, and they might even agree with you. But to what you're saying, it's a competitive marketplace out there. They're going to you for a specific thing. And they might agree with your politics and simply go, well, there's this podcast I go to that does it way better. And I'm more into that podcast. I came here for this reason. Now, Spike, it's ironic that I'm saying this because I talk about anything all right uh, Ethan it's over here what... telling me to stay away from <laughs> politics <laughs> yeah that's uh you know i zig and i zag you really can't you can't you can't know what the next take is gonna be i mean god damn if we get into me i don't even know if we're gonna be able to, <laughs> well, the, to end that particular podcast <laughs> the, the thing you said is the the stick to sports thing is you're you're breaking the agreement that you had with the people who follow you when you, when you do, mm. when you do something, it doesn't even have to be politics. I've noticed it when I do music, like I have a music podcast too. And most of my followers and our listeners come to me for sports. It's just sort of like a, I, I think a lot of times that sports media, when they get that response, they are like, well, I care about this. I'm allowed to care about this. And I don't think anyone, even the people who want you to shut the fuck up are saying mm. to you, you're not allowed to have that thought that, that nobody thinks that you shouldn't exist outside of sports. That's not, but, but wouldn't it be a, like, wouldn't it be breaking the agreement if you went to go see Guns N' Roses, old guy reference, and they just played Barry Manilow songs the whole time because they love <laughs> Barry Manilow. You know, we fucking love yeah. Barry Manilow. Fuck you guys. You know, I'm not going to stick to Guns N' Roses. And you're like, well, but, and, and forgetting about whether it's free or not, the, 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 the most valuable thing here is time. You've wasted their time. That's like, that's the most, that's the thing that people get the most irritated by. So I understand. And to the, to caring, I actually, and I think you're starting to feel this too, as your listeners, because they can, and your readers, because they can comment, there's like a community there. I have, mm. I have such a, re